Hey, hey, welcome back to This One Life. This is Carol Mix, and just as a reminder, we're just getting this podcast off the ground. So thank you so much for all the great feedback. I just wanted to frame things up today with This One Life, and it's about the balance between life and everything in between. So you're gonna run into some challenges, you're gonna have some setbacks. Don't forget to remember that you never really fail, you just win or you learn. And I want to share a story today with you that I really learned a lot from and I felt like I won. So if this relates to you, that's great. Take what you need and leave the rest. But just a reminder that this podcast is for everybody going through every part of life. And sometimes we just need to hang on to those little pieces or those little wins that we have along the way that's within our own stories. So I'm just going to dive right into this one and let me know what you think. Before we do that, this story that I'm going to share with you, it requires a backstory just so that you know and you can see all the players before we go into this story, which is just crazy. It is a crazy pants story, which I'm all here. I am here for the crazy pants stories, and I think that you are too. So um, if you know me, you know that my faithful sidekick, Bailey Jane, the wonder dog, is a Bernese mountain dog who is my entire life. She is my world. Now that my kids are all grown up and off and doing their thing, this girl is with me 24-7. She's by my side. She is the most beautiful, beautiful soul. Um, She is here to teach me things. Some of the things I don't know that I want to be taught, but yet here she is. So Bailey is a three-year-old Bernese Mountain Dog, like I said. Amazing, loyal, kind, beautiful, but, and there's a big but, Bailey Jane likes to eat things whole. And this has been an ongoing issue with this dog and a lot of Bernese Mountain Dogs, a lot of larger dogs now speaking to the vet. She has informed me they like to eat things and they eat things whole. So I don't know if you have a dog that you love in your world and if your dog is eating things like my dog is, um, this can become a lot. Well, for Bailey over the last three years, it had escalated to the point where it was really a danger. She was becoming a danger to herself. So we had invested in training for her. We had invested in multiple, I can't even, countless is where I'm at, countless damn vet trips to have whatever extracted out of this dog. And luckily it never resulted in surgery. But the last month, Um, Bailey got herself into a jam and a jam. I mean, she ate something so big that it got lodged in her lower intestines. So now here, that's the backstory. All right. I'm going to leave you with that. So here I am with this dog and on a Sunday evening where I look and I'm like, something isn't right about her because my mama intuition knows My mama intuition knows when this dog has eaten something. Like this is the type of PTSD that I have, honestly, from this damn dog. But anyway, it's not about me. The story's about Bailey right now. So I took her out to the emergency room um, and 
They kept her overnight to try and give her fluids, gave her the x-rays, and did in fact find something lodged in her lower intestines. So we were praying and hoping that the fluids that we were giving her would help to move everything out of her towards the other end. Flash forward to Monday morning, I'm with a brand new client meeting her in person and I get the call that no, in fact, it did not work. Things are getting worse and she needs to go immediately to Boston for emergency surgery. So that was pretty terrifying all in and of itself. So in the car I go, I fly out to New Hampshire to grab her. That's where she was. And then in the car we go, I am now my dog's doggy ambulance. And this poor dog looks so pitiful. And it's my best friend. And my heart is hurting because this is my worst fear realized that this is happening to her, to us, OMG, right? So we are on the highway in the morning, heading into Boston in traffic. My girl is not looking good. And I get her to the little doggy emergency hospital. And upon walking in, um, we get out of the car and she's staggering. She's not looking good at all. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? Like I'm dealing with this dog and I don't know how to care for a dog that, of course, I'm terrified of what is going on inside of her. So she throws up as we're walking in. It does not look good. And I bring her in and they bring her right into the ICU to admit her. So of course you hear ICU and that just elevates your panic. So if you can imagine the panic from the night before all the way through the night and now they call with the worst fear, you're in traffic rushing your dog to get the surgery done because you don't know what's happening. All you do know is that the lower part of her intestines are shutting down and the upper in her stomach is filling with fluid. So your mind just goes to, this is eminent. We've, we've got to move. Things need to be done. So they rush us in. I'm holding it all together as good as any dog mom can to be able to get her into the emergency room. They take her through like the two big massive doors where you can go through one set and then we'll take her from here. I'm going to come back out and I'm going to talk to you as soon as I get her settled. And then I watch my little poor dog walk through these doors. She's looking back at me like, Mama, no, please don't. And I'm looking at her little dog face like it's going to be okay. It was so traumatic, so, so traumatic and so sad if you can picture this whole scene. Through the double doors they go. I lean against the wall and I just burst into tears because... I've held it all in. I'm holding it together. I'm trying to keep my head about myself, do all the things, not be so panicked. But my body had just had enough. It was now just like releasing. So I look to the side and there's a bathroom there. So of course, instead of bawling like a big baby in the hallway, I'm trying to get into the bathroom. So I go to go in the bathroom and there's somebody in there. They say, wait a minute. So I'm like, okay. So I back away from the door to give them their privacy and I'm sniffling and snotting and doing all the things that I do and I'm trying to compose myself. But the more that I'm trying to control my crying, the worse that it's getting. So I kind of pull myself together and this person opens the door and it's a single use bathroom. And the person standing there was a woman with dreadlocks, her whole face is not her whole entire face. That's dramatic. I was just about to be dramatic. 
one, her her face is tattooed. It's pierced all in all the places. She's got tattoos from her neck all the way down her arms onto her hands. And of course, we look in the split second, like, whoa, I don't even know where to look on her. She's just got all these interesting facets going on. So she comes out and she says, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, thank you so much. And she's like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Are you okay? And I said, I'm doing okay. And then she's like, you you really need a hug. Do you want a hug? And she starts coming in for a hug. Now, if you know me, I am like the world's biggest lab cat hugger. I hug everybody. So in that moment, right in that moment, I did need a hug. And I accepted this hug from this stranger, um, this woman who... I don't know who she is from Adam, but her kindness and compassion just, we just held each other. And she hugged me, just this really good hug too, not like this weird one-arm hug shit. She just really come in for a big hug, like, I care, human. I am so sorry that you're suffering. And in that moment, I was just like blown away that here is this perfect stranger that knows nothing about me, my situation, nothing. She's just there being human and kind. And I had said to her, oh my gosh, well, obviously you're here, so you must be going through something. I'm so sorry that you're struggling right now too. And she's like, oh, I am. She's like, you'll never believe it. We were on vacation. We had to leave and got an emergency call from the pet sitter. Um, she's just, you know, about to be a three-legged little girl right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So of course my brain is thinking a dog or a cat. To which she says, hold on, here she says, she got her little arm stuck in the cage and she chewed her arm off. So now she's in surgery. My pet rat is just going to be a three-legged little girl if she makes it through this. So my brain is trying to reconcile, A, that an animal gnawed its arm off, which it's not funny, but I'm like, what? What is happening? And then it's going back over the conversation of, you left your vacation? You left your vacation to come home to attend to your rat. And she really loves this rat so much that she's in this Boston hospital having surgery on her little three-legged girl is what she says. So I'm just like, oh, oh, I didn't even know how to take all of this in. Like my brain is trying to put it in order and it just was like, what? But what I did see and receive from her was that she has so much love within her for her animal. It doesn't have to be a cat or a dog or like, where's the line drawn on where you're investing your time, money and energy in the love of this other being that you're in love with, right? So she loves her pet rat and she's taking care of this little tiny rat to the point where she's paying through the nose for surgery for her rat. So I was just like, wow, okay, this is amazing. So we hug, we said our goodbyes. I, you know, gave her all of the compassion that I could and it really, really, really got me thinking. So the first in a series of conversations with you um, that I'm going to have on this podcast are the lessons that come in, right? So three lessons come in for me about the this exchange with this person. And the first one was judgment. 
Like, think about the judgment of when the door opened and I looked up, I'm sniveling, I'm snotting, and there's this person whose face is tattooed, dreads, she's tattooed head to toe. We have one-tenth of a second. This is research. Research says in one-tenth of a second, we judge or we assess and we place judgments on others, mostly based on facial appearances. And they do play a powerful role in whether we trust or find someone likable or not. That's not my rules. That's just what the research says. So in one-tenth of a second, we just look and I'm just like, oh, and in comes this person so compassionate as to stop her life in the middle of her own trauma that's going on and say, do you need a hug? Do you want a hug? And she come over and just gave me this beautiful heartfelt hug and just took her time to have a conversation, to commiserate, to share just that human experience. And that was just so damn beautiful. And then the compassion, just the compassion that we had for each other, to just be human to each other. How often are we just so caught in our own world, in our own experience that we're not thinking about what somebody else is going through in a day? It's like, ah, most of us, some of us, I don't have time to think about what somebody else is doing. I can barely manage my own shit that's going on, right? But here is this person who stopped and just had this very human, compassionate exchange with me. And that was just so beautiful. It was such a huge lesson for me um, to really be a little bit more mindful of what's going on to the people that are around me. You know, typically I am pretty curious I am a person that will stop and ask, are you okay if somebody's struggling that openly, you know, sobbing in a hallway alone, just standing there alone? Of course, I would ask, but it was so beautiful that she was brave enough to then extend even further, further conversation, further human touch, like just a hug. Hey, human, I'm sorry you're hurting. That was just so beautiful. And then lastly, acceptance. There was this acceptance that happened and I looked and I'm like, damn, there was a flicker after she left and walked away and I was reflecting on, you know, what just happened before the nurse had come back to me to fill me in. Like, wow, that was like, a, a, I, I could feel like that immediate almost judgment and I'm not judging anybody tattooed. I have seven myself. My whole family is tattooed. Like we're here for the tattoos, but it's just like, Boom, again, that one-tenth of a second, that judgment is in there, but then the acceptance of like, wow, be careful, you know, um, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, that saying, right? Like, don't judge people and that acceptance, have that acceptance for people that are around you. You never know who's going to be there and step up above and beyond what you could ever imagine. So those are my three lessons from this little little vignette of a story um lessons from bailey jane it's funny i always use the hashtag whenever i'm posting or talking about her on social media hashtag life with bailey jane because she is just so weaved into my life and she's just so important but the lessons that come through her and each other, right? If we look, if we look hard enough, we can take lessons from anything that we're doing in this life. But so my question for you in this episode is how are we being judging or 
how are we being compassionate or accepting of others in their time of need? So look around you today and see, is there anybody around you that is in a time of need and are you judging it? Are you being compassionate? Are you being accepting and open to them while they are going through that process? And then the second question that I have is, how are we doing this for ourselves? So how often when we are going through something and we're struggling or we're hurting, are we judging ourselves, right? Like we're putting judgment on us. We should be doing it differently. Or I should have done this. I should have done that. So there's this judging element that's there. We can pounce on that if we're not careful. Are we being compassionate? How are we being compassionate to ourselves in our time of need? And a lot of times, again, it feels like there's so much to do or there's so much that you might be working through as you are in a difficult place that we forget all about the power of being compassionate to ourselves and also accepting. Or how accepting are you of yourself when and how you are processing whatever it is that you're going through. So think about those for yourself and journal about it or just be mindful if you are struggling right now. If you are struggling, I'm sorry that you're having a hard time, but think about the judging, the compassion, and the acceptance that you have in this time for others and for yourself. All right, so that's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And if you would do me a favor, again, leaving that rating or that review for this podcast would help tremendously because I'm looking to build an audience of amazing people just like yourself. And the only way that they can find it is through rating and is through your honest feedback. So leave your feedback. And again, don't forget to subscribe because be coming back here sharing some more stories maybe about Bailey Jane maybe about what's going on who knows you're just going to be getting a lot of stories up in here okay so I will see you on the next episode and again thanks so much for being here <music>